Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. Mm, What did you pick for us this week, Clayton? It's a doozy. (laughs) Yes, I picked From Dust Till Dawn, the 1996 Robert Rodriguez classic vampire film. Did you just say 1986? I said 1996. Oh, I thought you said 1986. Sorry. No. (laughs) I was like, this movie did not come out in 86. No, it is very, (laughs) very 90s. Um, I love this movie so much. I even named my pet ball python Selma after Selma Hayek in this film. And I just love it and wanted to talk about it. And we have somebody to talk about this with us, Mike, co-host of the People Under the Scares podcast. Thank you so much for coming to talk with us about this. Thank you for having me. I am so ready to talk about Salma Hayek, uh, the breasts everywhere, the shootouts, uh, apparently a foot fetish, which I did not realize as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Once you realize it, you'll never go back. Yes. I'm just like foot shot, foot shot. (laughs) But shot. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like I I remember reading about it later, and I was I went back and did a did a marathon of Quentin Tarantino, and I was just like, my God, this is like a Footlocker commercial, like <laughs> like, like there is a lot of feet in this. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tarantino really wrote a scene for Salma Hayek to pour tequila down her leg and him to drink yeah. it off of her toes and cast and you know did it himself because we all know quentin tarantino like feet which is a weird thing for us to know about a director but you know it is what it is well i mean he doesn't exactly make it like hidden yeah he's not hiding it <laughs> yeah. i was like <laughs> he probably literally made himself that character so he could do that yeah oh my god yeah he did like i, I shouldn't know what, what uma thurman's toes look like in such detail but i do <laughs> <laughs> wiggle your big toe <laughs> so uh, what are your thoughts on from dust till dawn Mike? yeah what's your relationship with it uh, so while watching it it gives me a little nostalgic feeling because it was around that era where you know blockbuster was a thing blockbuster mm-hmm. kids okay yeah um so you would go you would rent movies and then you'd have to take it back um, so I remember my parents would take me and my brother and we'd have to, or we could rent one movie every week. Mine would always be horror. And this was the first movie I rented where I felt like I was at the big kid's table. It wasn't like child's play or gremlins where it was like horror, but kid friendly like this, like, like I said, titties everywhere. Um, oh yeah. Lots <laughs> so of many titties. We shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I and know the feels. So my my favorite film of all time is Aliens from 1986, and I saw it when I was five. And I wasn't born in '86 though. I, I was five. Like this was like '96. So about the same time this movie came out, actually. And my uncle was not a very good watcher, <laughs> like babysitter. So I ended up watching it on TV, and I was just like, it's been my favorite film ever since. And then of course I became a horror hound at the age tender age of like five or six (laughs) then i was watching all these movies and my parents were like we don't like you watching horror movies why are you watching these (laughs) and i remember they allowed from dust till dawn because they liked uh quentin tarantino and we watched it and they were like well uh when we got to the uh titter twister (laughs) chitty twister 
my parents were like you're gonna have to go to your room and i was like oh. yeah, all right all right <laughs> close your eyes you can open them the... close your eyes you can open them i would have been all like they would have just put a blindfold on and like hair have a third of the movie just not watch <laughs> i thought this was just a crime film i didn't know there were vampires <laughs> you know what yeah. it could trick you in that way because half of it yeah is the first time i watched movie. it i was very startled because uh, i don't think i knew much about the plot and so you know the first half of it is a very different film than the last half and i was very pleasantly surprised at it but it was not what i was expecting at all also i always think of there was a really bad adaptation of like um the movie Fa- like phantoms by dean Koontz. And it had mm. Ben Affleck, and I had it on VHS because it was one of my favorite books. And this was one of the trailers, so I can always hear that announcer from dust till dawn. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and that's I how miss I trailer guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they always show like the best little parts of movies. I I love it. Now they show everything, but it's like, well, used to be, you know, you'd get a lot of great little moments, and then get some yeah now i'm just like i can't watch anything because it's just gonna be ruined for me right (laughs) i I like the vague trailers where it's interesting enough that i want to watch it but don't show me everything yeah but you know i still watch the trailers unfortunately because i have no self-control i know i I, I sometimes have self-control like um it just other things i do not like that yeah i'm like the little mermaid i've watched every single piece of footage that has come out about that like 15 (laughs) times um like seriously though i clayton will literally i'll be like oh my god did you see the trailer he's like nope i'm not watching i don't want to be spoiled and i'm like okay and i was like the little mermaid trailer came out and he was like did you see it and i was like you watched it he was like of course i did (laughs) i was like yeah it's true it's it's really true (laughs) I, i have to see what i'm defending before the movie comes out so if the trailer looks decent and she looks like she's doing a great job and i'm like yeah she's perfect for the role I think she's amazing. I uh, love. Yeah. I mean, she is Ariel. Her little expressions and inflections, and oh my god, that voice! I'm so excited. My only, only thing I'm slightly worried about is Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. But so far, what I've seen, I'm mostly encouraged. But <laughs> I'll have to wait to see. And I'm still adjusting to the appearance of Sebastian and Flounder. <laughs> Yeah. yeah these live adaptations with the animals i'm like i don't, I don't know how i feel about it because it doesn't yeah. feel the same it doesn't give me the fantasy it gives me the reality and i don't like that <laughs> it's like flounder flat flounder does not <laughs> but <laughs> you know the memes I know it real, has given but... us yes. are top tier the one where they were like oh no flounder got ozempic um kill, <laughs> killed me <laughs> and there was one about uh getting his buccal fat removed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just, oh my God. yeah i know uh, you wonderful said a bunch of those to me and i, yeah. I cracked them <laughs> i went down a twitter hole one night and <laughs> laughed for a while oh. uh but yes uh from yeah, dust till like, dawn <laughs> yeah now that you've gotten our thoughts on the upcoming little mermaid adaptation sorry um <laughs> <laughs> so uh would you guys recommend from dust till dawn i'm assuming that's oh, a yes 100 percent. absolutely absolutely 
It is a great time. It's fun. It's in your face. It It's very Tarantino. I think this might be the first movie I saw that he wrote. Yeah, um, I mean, it was his first movie that um, he got paid to write, but yeah. Mm. I just felt like, okay, this dialogue seems different. I'm not used to this dialogue. I remember thinking that, well, not the word dialogue. I didn't know that fucking word back then. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> They're talking like weird. The they speak, it's, I guess, seems more natural than the way people would actually be talking. So I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And, you know, Robert Rodriguez. So I was, it's a great time. It absolutely it, is. Oh, love it. Um, So a little tiny bit of production. I'm not going to go a ton into this because, I mean, you could do a three-hour-long podcast on the production of From Dust Till Dawn Alone. Um, but like we said, it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who I adore. His movies are so much fun. So much fun. They're just like a schlocky good time. Every, all of them. Love it. Love him. And this was written by Tarantino off of a story idea from special effects wizard Robert Kurtzman. And Kurtzman and Greg Nicotero, you know, iconic FX geniuses, did the incredibly sticky, nasty, hilarious effects for this. Um, The amazing line, no thanks, I've already had a wife, was improvised by Clooney, which is wonderful. Pay the writers, people. Um, Tarantino. Well, but if he didn't write it, I mean, you still. But hey, rewriting is still rewriting is still <laughs> writing. You know, Jenna Ortega, get down to the line. Without writers, you're not going to have people to not say their say their scripts. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna Ortega, I love you, but <laughs> I was to. like, proceed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tarantino wrote this script as a way to showcase the talents of the special effects company KNB, and in return, they provided the special effects for the ear scene in Reservoir Dogs free of charge. And I am sure we can all attest how wonderfully nasty the ear scene is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's a uh, that's a hard scene to watch. <laughs> yes, I. It's harder to watch poor uh, Tim Roth deal with his stomach shooting injury it makes me squirm but that ear scene oof my favorite really Mm -hmm. it's just his screaming his screaming about the tim Tim roth screaming is really bad but like i don't know just the idea of like if he really wanted to he could try and get away (laughs) Like, (laughs) like i i like yeah he's shot but like you can get to a phone or something like he's i know he's kind of stuck but like he's not really that stuck like the other dude is tied to a chair like you're just being tortured like there's nothing worse like i feel like not having the agency to do anything about it would be worse than actually just like you know, yeah, where's the like, fun in that? Yeah, True. choosing. To, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like one of these things. You like, yeah, it'd be harder, but like, I'm sure he could like crawl his way out or something. But they don't want to let him crawl out. Like, and he has a gun. He, he could, have... he could shoot the other ones, but he's like, yeah. I'm a, good, I'm a cop. I'm a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the other dude is clearly like tied down to a chair. Like he has no way to escape, and he's being like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For me, that one's worse. <laughs> back to this movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to this movie. Just slightly talk about another movie again, because the character of Earl McGraw, Michael Park's character, is killed in this film. In this film, 
but he also played the exact same role in Kill Bill Volume 1, Death Proof, and Planet Terror. So this chronologically takes place after those. And I just love every time he shows up as this character. Wonderful. And it's funny because his son actually shows up in the sequel as his son. Yes. <laughs> Which we will never, ever talk about Texas no. money because it no. was so bad. Wait, how did I not realize that was it? Okay, yeah, so now yeah, I have to Edgar watch McGraw. the second one again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, just If you have yeah. to watch the third one, that's fine. But that second one. Yeah, third one's good. The second one, I just... it it. <sighs> They, just... they wanted money, right? Like they wanted... <laughs> Yeah, like he. Well, he plays. It doesn't the feel like they wanted money when you watch it because nobody would want to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they thought it was going to make a lot of money off of the home media network, like you know, like back when back to video was very big. But like, or uh, I just there is a big difference in quality between this yeah. one and number two. And then number three kind of brings it back, and it brings him right back a gay heart, which pff, never have any problems with that. <laughs> I love Rebecca and another hottie. Gayheart. I forgot his name, but I remember he was in the third one. Oh yeah, um, the dude's name was Johnny. I don't um, remember. I, I yeah, that movie did not make a huge back. impression. The third one. <laughs> yeah, I liked oh, it, but I don't remember specifics about it. And also, it just looked so much better after, you know, the second one. Anything Marco Leonardi. Look... There <laughs> Sorry, we go. I had to look it up. <laughs> uh, this movie has a wonderful cast and some pretty fun cameos in it. We've got George Clooney at his absolute hottest, rocking a sick ne- neck tattoo as Seth Gecko, professional uh, thief. Tarantino himself playing his brother Richie Gecko, who um is a bit of a creep. Yeah, creep we've is, got creep uh, is a little bit of a less of a strong word. Yes, there are stronger I, words. Yes, um, <laughs> rapist murderer that sees things as well. Yeah, I didn't get that as a kid. I just thought, okay, he's a lot, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and it's I'm funny like, because. Fuck. Yeah, I totally agree with you because every time I watch this, I always forget just how like awful Richie is and like how horrible he is. And like I'll watch it and then I'm like, "Oh my god, I completely like you know, like of course all the stuff at the end is very much more the like what sticks with you, but like the bank teller like is like that's uh, awful. Yeah. Like which I know we'll get into a little bit more, but like I always forget just how like awful the two of them are because he clearly does enable his brother to do this shit <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sorry go ahead back to the cast back to the studio <laughs> <laughs> back to the studio <laughs> uh the always impressive harvey Ke- keitel is uh playing a pastor this time around which is fun jacob fuller the iconic juliette lewis mm. playing kate and I could listen to her just read the back of a Pringles can. Her <laughs> her enunciation is just top tier. Love it. Uh, the weak point of the film, in my opinion, is uh, the brother character played by Ernest Wu. I never buy his performance for a second, and that is the only negative I can say about this entire film. Oh, I buy his <laughs> performance. I just don't like the character. Um, I think he's, like... 
I don't know. He seems a little too self-serving to me. And then, like, no offense, but, like, you promised your dad. I get it. It'd be traumatic. But no offense, he doesn't have your dad's face anymore. Like, that is full-on vamp. Yeah. <laughs> like, How old is he, he looks like he walked over from the Buffy set. Yeah, and that's another thing. I can never tell if he's supposed to be the older or younger brother. I like, think he's supposed to be younger because, you know, Juliet Lewis was like, I'm, I'm not, not old enough to drink. Yet. But when the kid like wanted to drink, 18. the dad was like, no. He, it seemed like it was his first time in a strip club. Well, not wasn't a strip club, like a bar and shit. So I'm assuming he's at least 17 or younger. Right. And yeah, Juliet I, Lewis, I can never figure out how old she is supposed to be in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I always took it as they're both like 18. Like, but then again, like, what? would you really want to have two children in diapers at the same time? That sounds awful. Ugh. Well, accidents mm-hmm. happen, Sean. How'd you think you got here? <laughs> <laughs> I was planned, thank you. Gross. I can't say the same thing about my sister. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Whoopsie babies. <laughs> yeah, Clayton means nothing against whoopsie babies. If anyone is a whoopsie baby, we love you anyway. Yes. Some of the best people. Uh, Selma Hayek, highlight of the entire movie for me. Oh, I thought you were calling her a whoopsie baby. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't know if Selma Hayek was a whoopsie baby. If I ever get the chance to talk to her, I will make sure to ask if she was a whoopsie. But um, here she's just playing a hot, badass vampire chick that dances with pythons and Britney Spears eat your heart out. Mm. Well, if you've seen the third one, technically, you know she's a, te- a hot vampire goddess. <laughs> yes, yes, but from the from the lore that we know from this film, <laughs> she's she is the uh, the leader. <laughs> yeah, and we've got Cheech Marin and Cheech Marin and Cheech Marin. Marin is it? Marin. I always just hear his I'm, first name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mayor. I always like feel like his name should just be Cheech, Cheech and Chong, Cheech. even though that's two people. I was like, that's two people, though. Yeah. It just it feels like one name. Like, they just go together. So it's weird not having Chong in this as well. Yeah, but Tommy Chong couldn't be in Nash Bridges, but Cheech Marin can. Fair. Nice uh, Nash Bridges <laughs> reference, Sean. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I can't believe that came up, but <laughs> I haven't thought of it in 20 Did not years. have that on my bingo list for today. <laughs> Nash Bridges. <laughs> uh, yeah, never thought of it, but yeah. Sorry, that was that that was um, yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry, (laughs) Rodriguez mainstay Danny Trejo in all his tattooed glory. Tom Savini, (laughs) makeup icon himself, playing a character named Sex Machine. Love him. Yeah. Yes. I want a little penis gun. Need it in (laughs) my life. It would probably kick like a mule and be horrible on uh, the boys, but. Yeah, I always wondered if he wore, like, you know, like a jock or, like, is there something covering there? Like, is it just, like, would you get kicked like a mule? Like, I guess it lets you know you're alive, but I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, there are people, (laughs) I mean, they like people to step on their balls in high heels, so maybe he's just into that. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) it is a thing, though. (laughs) (laughs) horrifying to think about i'm not in that camp but no kink shaming no kink shaming clayton yeah kink shaming them 
Oh, I wasn't. I mean, it's all for it. I don't understand the appeal. No, I don't understand the appeal myself, but, you know, different strokes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We've already mentioned uh, Michael Parks. Uh, You, if you look closely, you'll notice Kelly Preston, John Hawks, who I actually didn't even notice that that was John Hawks until literally today. Um, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize I'd ever seen him when he wasn't like 60. And uh, Greg Nicotero pops up, Wayne Toth, Lawrence Bender, you know, longtime Tarantino producer, and Robert Rodriguez. You also missed Fred the band. Williamson. I did miss Fred That's Williamson. Yep. Uh, which who, gives, who gives the best, like, the best soliloquy that you never, you only get to see a third of. <laughs> I know. I wish I could, I, like, I would love like, to know what was said un- when we can't hear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I want to read the script. I want to know what everything was said because half of it you can't hear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I know you're supposed to be focusing on what's happening to the sex machine, but I want to know what's going on. Like, what's happening in this story? Yeah, I want to know uh, how he killed everyone and ended up with... <laughs> Well, apparently he used his knife on my bayonet. (laughs) He used a knife, but I want to know like the details. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, him going into that just out of nowhere, like I was in Nam, (laughs) just goes off. (laughs) Okay, I feel like it was in the office kind of moment. Like if there's somebody at work that is, they tell a story and it goes on far too long. Oh my god, that's what kind of reminded me of. You are not even wrong. Uh, there's a woman at work who, who who tends to talk a lot about like the 80s, and it's very much like that is a little bit about how like how this feels. There's just usually less bloodshed, and I just say usually. <laughs> the 80s were a pretty crazy time, Sean. There might have been a lot of bloodshed. Yeah, you remember all those high school movies in the 80s? Yeah. Good old John Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) People were having clubs for breakfast and crazy stuff. Um, You guys want to jump into the meaty, chunky bits of this wonderful story? Yeah. Yes. So uh, we get basically four locations in this film, and I'll just kind of break it down with that. We start out at a liquor store, Benny's World of Liquor. And the main thing I want to point out about this is when he is on fire in the popcorn and it is popping, cinematic genius. Well, the cool thing about this scene is, like, the whole thing feels so quintessential Tarantino. Oh, my God, um, yes. It is, like, like it, it's one of those scenes that, like, if I were to write, like, a thesis and be all like, here, here are some of the scenes that you can tell are Quentin Tarantino wrote. Like, this is one of them. Like, just the, and I mean, in some, in some bad, in some harsher ways, too. And I mean, but just this introduction to Seth and Richie, like, it is somehow both effortlessly cool and effortlessly sexy on George Clooney's part. Like, not so much Quentin Tarantino, sorry. (laughs) But like, (laughs) like seth is so i am of the belief that this is the hottest george clooney ever was like there was never a hotter george clooney you're not a fan of the bat nipples (laughs) no he was i find him so boring as as batman like he was just so boring in that one and like this one he just he 
oozes charisma and like this and out of sight those are the two which was right before this i think um those are the two movies that like he it for me is just like it's peak clooney which is funny because it's like early clooney (laughs) like it's before everyone like you know died for him you know like they were all over him all over the news but like for me like he just oozes so much charisma in this and i'm just like it's you the neck it. tattoo you understand. it adds 10 charisma points yeah, yeah. Well, well it just not even just that but just his line delivery of everything and like just the way he plays it like it's just it feels so effortless but it's like uh, he's one of my favorite like I want to say heroes, but it's uh, he's really is an anti-hero. So, like, he's really one of my favorite anti-heroes of all time. Like, I really would put him right under Snake Plissken. Like, <laughs> you know, just, like, effortlessly cool guys who know how to deliver a punchline. <laughs> he's just, he's so horrible, but I, I want to fix him. And I think I can. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I believe you. I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I uh, this is a project that I will not be signing on for, <laughs> but I will watch on and just like awe. <laughs> if you need a hand, maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would. Call. I'd give him a hand. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I know you would. Yes. <laughs> so not. Who are we kidding? Um, <laughs> but another thing is like I, I the older i get the more i'm just like uh, the more i realize like just how awful richie is and it really is the start of it is him like completely made like and you never get to see the clerk's face so we can't tell for sure if he lied or not but like i am a full belief that i don't think he lied just wanted to murder these guys i believe that richie thought he mouthed it because as we see that richie uh doesn't always have the most reliable um point of view on things yeah he's the worst person be paired up with if you're gonna commit a crime oh he's my just god impulsive. like he creates extra work and that clerk was so calm i was mm-hmm. like i wouldn't have even known any uh, any different if they didn't pop out of there so, yeah it's so I startling when they come anything. out it just seems like such an inane you know nothing scene which of course tarantino that's his mm-hmm. forte yeah. And I, I love how he's like, I think I deserve a fucking Oscar for how natural I acted. And I was like, yeah, you really did. Good job, John Hawks. Like, <laughs> and he got one in 2010. So. Yeah. So it came later. But like, yeah, he definitely does it. He was. He's so good in this scene. Um, and I mean, Michael Parks is always good. He's a he's a Tarantino mainstay, too. But it's just this is such a great opening. Like, it's it just it tells you exactly the movie you're going to be in yeah like, it sets up the tone perfectly yeah like you even from you know from a him getting shot in the hand to them sadly lighting this clerk on fire uh <laughs> the yeah. whole thing just like it plays out like a tarantino like staple it'd really just be a fun little short film on its own just a yeah, wonderful little that. yeah like it just it works really well it could end as they're driving away and just a little short crime story i mean it would be an epic final line of low profile do you know the meaning of the words low profile (laughs) as poor benny's blows up in the background (laughs) yeah i'm glad he at least defended himself (laughs) yeah i was gonna say honestly he knew he was gone like he was i would have done it too like just take your get him 
go get him <laughs> like and he at least like injures him enough that like he will die later because i fully believe that the since he gets stabbed in the hand and he bleeds again like that's what that's what gets him killed by richie yeah well that'll be later <laughs> um <laughs> Another thing, um, I I mean, the soundtrack, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, wrote... Yes, I want to talk about the soundtrack. Literally every <laughs> single song that comes on in this movie, I'm like, fuck, I love the soundtrack. I probably put it in the notes at least four places. But I was just like, oh, the soundtrack is so good. Um, at this point, we get the iconic Dark Knight song, which is so good. All Robert Rodriguez movies have a killer soundtracks, honestly. They're just fun. Yeah, I was gonna say Tarantino and Rodriguez are two of the best when it comes to like their their soundtracks. Mm -hmm. um, like they both just understand like or or they pick people who understand exactly what music goes with their movie, and it just works so well. Yeah, I, I download. I need to get Dark Knight. I downloaded the other one when uh, Selma Hayek is dancing. After Dark by Tito and yeah. Tarantula. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They uh, do a wonderful Spanish version of it in the From Dust to Dawn series for Isaac Gonzalez's oh. performance as Santanico in that same moment in the story. It's worth checking out. Does that, it that's help? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the score for this is amazing. And when I was listening to it, I was like, damn, I just need to go watch Grindhouse. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and to answer your question, Mike, it doesn't hold up as well as as Salmas, but it does hold up. Okay, like yeah, Salmas it's still is, good, but it's yeah, re it's really good. But like Salma, like I don't know, there's like just to jump ahead a little bit, but I mean, like Salma Hayek is one of the people who like was born to be on film, like her face, the camera her, her, loves her. Yeah. Like there's not a single movie I can think of where she just like, doesn't eat every scene she's in. And like, she, she just is, she was born to be a star. Absolutely. And I mean, this movie, like, you know, like they, 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 they milk that with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie is almost 30 years old. And have you seen the bikini pics she's been posting on Instagram and stuff? I mean, she's still rocking it. Oh, no, I have not seen that. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. been, uh, she, during the pandemic and stuff, different vacations and everything. And, you know, the rest of us just got fat during the pandemic. And Selma Hayek's out there living her best life and yeah. a rocking body at her age. And I could not be happier for her. Agreed. <laughs> now, yes. we are heading to the one of our secondary locations, the motel. Um, and I, <laughs> I always think whenever I'm at a like a motel, which isn't very often that I admit that made it sound like I'm having this a lot. Yeah. Um, like Sean, what are you doing <laughs> in all these motels? Were you and, uh, holding out on it's me? It's not that often. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, and they have one of those little, the, a bell. I always think of the, what do you think? I want to, you mean old bastard. I want a fucking room. <laughs> 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 it could be the, the clerk could be 20 years old and I'm still thinking it in my head. <laughs> It's just one of those things that lives with me. Pops into my brain randomly. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I always think of the plants don't talk line personally. As what uh, pops into my head and just Yeah. I just 
Um, think about when I well when I saw this, I was thinking about a road trip I did, and how I was like extremely paranoid every time I had to stop and stay somewhere, and um, just how I'm like, okay, who's staying next to me? Who are these people in the parking lot? When I hear a door slam, like what's what's going on? Like it's just it's it's stressful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get you. It, and it Watch vacancy be. once, and it ruins you forever. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the vacancy yes oh yeah i was gonna say if you see vhs's in your t- in your room probably leave um although i guess they couldn't so that was the whole point of vacancy yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and i mean we do meet our the um hostage gloria who oh my gosh this poor woman she just i feel so bad for gloria i feel so bad for gloria like you know how much time she she had to spend in a trunk in texas (laughs) yeah not funny please stop laughing (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's okay it's It's not real (laughs) i went to texas once and (laughs) not even in a trunk and like Nine o'clock in the morning, going out to smoke a cigarette, and by the end of one cigarette, I'm just drenched. <laughs> you know what? Now she mentioned that her makeup held up pretty well to be yes. that heat with all that sweat in yeah. the trunk and crying. You know she's crying yeah. in there, like yeah, I, she's away from her yeah. four children. <sighs> yeah, the kids. So maybe they were t- they were tears of joy at first, and she realized how deep of the situation. <laughs> but I mean, the real question: Do you think she was thankful that Richie got murdered so she didn't have to listen to Tarantino talk anymore? <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I love Tarantino, as we all know. My wonderful, dearly departed cat of twelve years was named Quentin and he also loved Tarantino and he is absolute genius, but I feel like a five minute conversation with him would just leave you just exhausted. Yeah. Would, <laughs> Absolutely. Exhausted. Would need you needing a Ritalin. <laughs> Maybe he needs one. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there'd be a lot of tangents. Is that what it's like to talk to me sometimes? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> Who was it? I can't even remember. There's an actress that said they like literally quit cocaine after a night with Tarantino and somebody (laughs) else. (laughs) I don't know, but whoever they are, they're a brave person for it. I'm just like, oh, that would be an (laughs) awful, awful night. Tarantino on cocaine. No, 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 no. (laughs) Also, I never got the take off your shoes until today. Uh, oh, I noticed it immediately as soon as he tells her to take off her shoes, and I'm like, God damn Tarantino and his fucking feet. (laughs) Oh, I love how it's just like a character trait that goes to every one of his characters. (laughs) It's just, it's too funny. It's too funny. Give us all the female feet. (laughs) And he's watching some Skin and Rink television in the hotel room as well. You mean public access. Thank you. <laughs> I mean those creepy ass old cartoons. <laughs> public access. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, like how are those for children? Those things are terrifying. Well, I mean, they're terrifying now, but at the time they were I thought they were scared too. The first time I saw the one about the what is it, the um spider spider inn or spider hotel, that that old cartoon, I found that 
deeply upsetting as a child. Oh, where the bug is like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it teaches you life, I guess. Like spiders eat flies. <laughs> like, True. <laughs> like, what are they supposed to do? Be friends? Like, <laughs> I don't suggest you try and have your fly friend and your spider friend be friends because they're they're going to kill it. One of them's going to die. Yeah, I mean, you remember, I used to have a pet spider, and yeah, flies don't get along with them. <laughs> uh, uh, so we also are going to meet our our next little group of characters who become part of our main cast, and this is the Fuller family. Yes. Complete <laughs> with Juliette Lewis and every single iconic line reading she delivers. <laughs> I just it's her accent for everything like I I was I was telling Mike I was telling Clayton earlier this week like for some reason my brain brought in like I was sitting there and I was like somebody was talking about something and I was just like well who cares and I'm like and I was like what is that from and it took me like until I was watching this today for <laughs> to record oh. and I was like it was like two minutes before that scene happened and i was like oh, julia lewis <laughs> speaking of julia lewis did you guys see that video that's been going around twitter of her being incredibly unhinged and iconic in a car no no oh way. my god uh i will find it and send you guys a link after this because <laughs> it is hysterical she's like when is britney spears gonna it's like she's in her car there's music blasting and she has the window down and She's talking about, like, when's Britney Spears going to save us? And, like, <laughs> just <laughs> Juliet Lewis at her most Juliet Lewis. <laughs> Love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, it does. One of the things I like about this movie is it, uh, you know, like, for even for Tarantino, there is a little bit of a deeper meaning. And, like, with the, like, with Faith and, and, and the story that you know jacob and his family go through and i think that's it, it's kind of a sweet it, it's a more sweet notion than usually tarantino does which yes. i think is nice um and it get, it does give not often sentimental different. that man <laughs> yeah i was gonna say for the most part usually he's very much more uh, pragmatic on things and i think in this one it's kind of nice to see him take a different kind of shot at stuff pun intended but <laughs> yeah i thought the jacob character was the most interesting mm-hmm. out of everybody the fact that he's lost his faith he's like i still believe in him but it's, i low-key kind of fucking hate them or i'm upset with them right now mm-hmm. um but i like juliette lewis's like directness when talking to her father at the diner she wasn't yeah. mincing any words she's like so you've been a pastor our whole lives and now you're just gonna say fuck him I didn't I did say, fuck, say him. fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and you're absolutely right. And that's one of the things I like is because you can definitely tell that like Kate is her kind of her father's daughter in a lot of ways. Like they both have a lot of directness that I think really comes across between the two of them. And it's it is a like a very kind of sweet relationship between them. And it's one of the reasons why I mean, and Scott is just annoying milk toast um and very much just kind of there but like i do like their dynamic like you can tell that like he he absolutely loves his children but i think like kate is very much like a lot like him and has that directness especially once they meet the geckos and you know like jacob's like 
you know, Jacob stands up to them a lot. And I think it's something that, like, Kate also does a little bit, but not as much. But she's also, you know, younger and with Quentin Tarantino in a room. <laughs> and I'd probably freak out over that, too. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably... Why is this guy looking at my feet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went... Is it Natural Born Killers that she was in? Yes. Mm-hmm. Were there feet moments in that? Um, I don't think so. That uh, script no, got very, very heavily okay. done. So I'm I, not sure how much Tarantino is really left in the final product between writing and what we see on screen in Natural Born Killers. Yeah, but, and that that movie's such a frenetic mess. Even if there was, would you be able to see him? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like a flash cut. Yes, that me. That movie has an insane amount of edits. <laughs> yeah, like it. It had to be. I hope it was nominated because whoever did it, they must have stayed up and had a lot of coffee. Because that is a lot to go through. <laughs> I mean, Natural Born Killers is just a lot on you know any way you look at it. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, speaking of flash cuts, by the way, we do flash cut and back to the back to the geckos when Seth comes back and we see that poor Gloria has been murdered um, and and violated. Yes. um, And this is always such just a a hard scene to watch. Um, And I I do like how Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez frames it like never he doesn't show us the carnage and i think you just get those little minute glances and i think it makes it even more powerful yeah and and, um seth's uh wording or word choice it conveys what happened so i guess we didn't actually need to see Mm -hmm. specifically everything yeah and i'm glad i'm kind of glad we didn't because like you know like you see this woman and she's just this sweet little thing and absolutely terrified and you just i just i don't want to imagine how her final moments of life were (laughs) like i like to think that it just we like we jumped to that and i i don't want to have to think about it which i mean i think rodriguez handled it very tastefully considering the gonzo approach he has to most things well and it's also one of the moments that like you realize that like seth maybe like a bad guy but he's not a bad guy yeah you know he's a professional like, thief he's not a yeah. murderer of people that don't need murdering and uh, doesn't rape women and i'm not gonna lie i always think of like <laughs> i think it's a uh, what is it uh wreck it ralph when he when he's at the <laughs> the support meeting and they're all like just because you're a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy <laughs> 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 like <laughs> that that's just what pops into my brain but yeah yeah, and it shows that his code of ethics and he doesn't believe in anything that richie's doing but it also kind of makes him a monster because he knows what richie's doing and he a lot like while he does try and stop him here like he does kind of allow it in some ways i was wondering like you kind of know what your not kind of you know what your brother is like and you trust him to handle this part of the little mission here to deal with her i I think you should have sent him off to do whatever you were doing which he probably would have messed that up as well so yeah i was gonna say i feel like he just doesn't trust him kind of unpredictable (laughs) yeah so like i think he was just like i if he, he just sits here with her that'll be fine 
And, like, I understand his reasoning, but it also, like, you get an innocent woman killed because of it and because of the impulsivity. And, like, I understand, like, brotherhood is is one thing, but, like, I don't know if I could do it if my sister was, like, and I have a sister and she's annoying, but she's cool. Um, (laughs) And she's a whoopsie. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know that for sure, but (laughs) I like to say it um just because i always wanted to be an only child and uh that's all right like if she was (laughs) if she was murdering people like i don't know if i could be quiet about it like and like not just murdering but like hurting people uh do you have any siblings mike i have a younger brother who um we could not do crimes together. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> Would you guys be like the Sadeki family on Yellow Jackets, just bad at crime? <laughs> I just, I could imagine how this would go. Okay, we're going to go in here. We're going to try to rob him, blah, 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 blah. I just, I can't. I, well, first of all, I don't think he'd be a good criminal. I think I could do stuff, but I also would get caught because I'm not sneaky. So. <laughs> I went to Christian school. I can be sneaky. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a big dude, but I move really quietly. So I keep scaring kids at, like, my, at, at the store I work at. Like, I don't mean to. I just, I walk quietly and they're like, when did you come in here? And I'm like, like okay. a minute ago. Sean, I'm just I picturing that. you popping just out. <laughs> my friend does that I, in any other time. I swear he i can hear him walking but for some reason i could be in the kitchen and the next thing he's right behind me and i don't understand how it's like you are te- intentionally doing this right there's no way you Not, snuck up on me i mean once in a while i do but like for the most part i will do it as just like oh you just I'm a velociraptor walking through the store <laughs> yeah like i'm just a quiet walker like and i'm i'm also a big like i'm a big dude so like i but i'm also like it's like i'm muscular for a lot of for a lot of it at least um but so like i can move quickly and quietly and just like sneak be around people but like when they do see me they're like oh my god where did you go from and i'm like i'm sorry I'm like, you're like michael myers yeah, yeah he's got those say. forward forward facing eyes of a predator <laughs> <laughs> i do they are do you have do you have padded toe beans sean (laughs) (laughs) calibrating wiggle butt exe (laughs) no i would not be a cat you know that i'm more of a yeah you're allergic yeah i'm I'm more of a shark (laughs) just because i like water and it sounds like more fun yeah being a shark would be fun. You do like that game where you get to be a baby shark and kill people. I did. I played that man eater game where you played as a shark and you, I would just, I you eat everyone. It was so much fun. <laughs> like people would be swimming or you just like knock them out of a boat and you're just like, nah, wow, wow. <laughs> and it was, it was so much fun. It was everything I ever wanted to be in Jaws. Then <laughs> that was a tangent. I didn't realize we'd go on, but yeah. <laughs> baby shark doo doo um oh no don't do that can we just uh, talk for a second about juliette lewis's uh richie would you do me a favor and eat my pussy for me please (laughs) i'm uncomfortable hi juliet i want i added a line in here i want you to read for me please (laughs) oh my god 
Oh my god, he just had her do it on the day. I, no, I, yeah, I fully believe like that's the thing. It's hysterical. <laughs> um. Also, you uh, at, at the start of our podcast when you're not gonna hear it because we're gonna we we took out the blooper. But when you said, oh, "Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling," I was like, "Yes." <laughs> It made me laugh, and I had to cover my mouth like a horror movie character to keep from laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah, I love Seth's recurring, uh, let's get ram. Like, he's just always like, I can't even think of the other things he says, but he does it several times throughout the movie, different variations on that, just with a different uh, verb. Good times. He's a cheer captain. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> the prequel to this is him in high school as cheer captain. I love it. And and, and the origin of the neck tattoo. Uh, okay. What a neck tattoo. I wish I could pull one off. The whole aesthetic. It just it was working for me. Mm-hmm. It really was. On a deep level. <laughs> <laughs> and um, more like on a D level, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised there was no sex scene with him in this movie. Yeah, really missed opportunity, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like at the bar yeah, or something. Like, I'm surprised I... it like it didn't. It never. Maybe he's an asexual. Mm. You know what? I believe it. I could see it. Yeah, or he I mean... had plenty of sex in prison. I don't know what his deal is, but <laughs> he's like. Well, speaking of sharks, I do feel like you know, in a lot of ways, like. Seth is kind of like a shark. He's very focused on his goal, and he doesn't really, like, notice things until he gets to it. Like, I feel like he's very much one-minded. Like, all I have to do is get through this. Like, and he's intelligent, but he's also, like, so focused on his goal that he doesn't notice, you know, some things about... Like, and I I think, I I think he starts to... Like, especially with his brother, I think he has blinders on for a lot of it, but then he, like, once he once he recognizes and like after they've kidnapped the fullers and they're in the like they're driving to the border and he's like did you see the way my sister like i don't think you want to know my brother's intentions towards your daughter like i very much was like "Ooh, um yeah that's a that was a little bit of a rough one (laughs) but it's one of those moments you're like oh he's still an anti-hero like he's not a hero in this like he's definitely an anti-hero yeah I'm glad he elbowed him, though, because I was like, you've done some horrible things in this movie, but this is too much. You're about to get us caught by running your mouth at the border of all places. (laughs) Because you said I was acting crazy, so I'm going to act crazy. (laughs) I just love Juliette Lewis's little thanks. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, she was just like so awkwardly standing there like, god what the hell are these two dudes i'm going to die because of these two <laughs> and george clooney's just like facial expression where he's like mm-hmm. yeah sorry you uh your hand hurt and he fell <laughs> yeah. uh so they take the fuller family hostage and are on the road to mexico and sean what's in mexico mexicans oh right yeah i don't know why yeah. i always think that line's hysterical I laugh very loudly out loud every single time I watch this movie. I don't know why, but it like it's also him putting in his retainer. Oh my god, why is the retainer <laughs> so, like, so put in your bed, funny? And it's like 
I grind my teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? like, I guess it's just so real. Like, I, you know, like you're in this action movie. Like these people are like murderer like they're killers they're bank robbers and there's but they're like, also humans that grind their teeth <laughs> <laughs> put in your retainer you grind your teeth uh i love when he asked juliet <laughs> if she really met what she said in the hotel room which of course she didn't say anything so she's just kind of like what, what did i say <laughs> and uh and he's like we'll talk later okay the look on her face and she's like, just like okay, okay. uh do you think that happens with all the other people he violates like he imagines them saying stuff like that to him i wondered that yeah i was gonna say i feel like he we don't get enough time with him to be able to tell but i feel like yes um like because it feels like well i don't know when he's talking about gloria and like everything that happened with glory he's like she became a different person when you left and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff like i don't know it feels a little facetious but that might just be me reading it as facetious and like it's uh, i don't know it's such a hard call i like i fully believe that he is definitely mentally ill and like yeah he for sure needs some meds and therapy and like yes that scene is just very much shows like where his brain is at so maybe he does but it's also like i feel like he's so impulsive on everything that it's hard to tell what is his like what is his mental impairment and what is not or if they're both one and the same yeah you know i wish we got a little bit more in regards to that I will say the TV series goes more into his character state of mind. And again, it is more of a companion piece than like one-to-one adaptation. So I can't really say what their intention was for his character in this. But in the series, he definitely gets visions and sees stuff a lot. Okay. I I noticed they chose someone who did not look like and tarantino to play that character no he's real hot. no he looks like a not um um oh my god now my brain's just complete he looks like not killian murphy <laughs> he does I never yeah thought like it order killian murphy on wish and you get um the tv yeah I remember that one. DJ Katrona. That was the name yes, of the guy. Yes, thank you. That's been <laughs> bugging like, me. And I was like. I've been sitting here going through this gas in my head going, oh my God, what is that guy's name? Yeah, uh, DJ. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that happens in my head. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I would have woke up at 3 a.m. and gone, <laughs> DJ Katrona. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about how gorgeous oh, I'm DJ sorry. is. I derailed it. <laughs> He's going through the derailos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Thank we you, Zenya Anata. For, <laughs> for the podcast. And Zenya just lives in me rent-free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, they get past the uh, Border Patrol. Yep, get past, um, get past Cheech. Cheech is creepy. Honestly, I find him kind of the creepiest. Like this one's the <laughs> like the creepiest out of all him the leering at Juliet Lewis. Is is he creepier than the uh we got we got pussy? Pussy Cheech. Yeah. Like at least you're at a like you're at a titty club. Like at least one of those like hit, that's an act, like that could be an act. 
but like this dude is just clearly trying to see up her pants you know like and i you know like oh and and just him like as he's closing the door keeps leaning towards it oh yeah yeah no this is creepy as cheech marin and he's supposed to be the normal one which is also kind of telling of our world i guess um let's maybe not go into that (laughs) yes the world is dark um they finally get to mexico and get to the bar the titty twister that is open dusk till dawn uh you know just like the title says and uh we get another cheech who is advertising pussy and i just want to read out this um (gasps) yes <laughs> we got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy. We got hot pussy, cold pussy. We got wet pussy. We got smelly pussy. We got hairy pussy, bloody pussy. <laughs> we got snapping pussy. We've got silk pussy, velvet pussy, naugahyde pussy. We've got horse pussy, dog pussy, chicken pussy. Come on in. You want pussy? Come on in, pussy lovers. If we don't got it, you don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers. Attention, pussy shoppers. Take advantage of our penny pussy sale. If you buy one piece of pussy at regular price, you'll get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value for only a penny. Try and beat pussy for a penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. Um. Oh, you forgot one. We we also had Juliet Lewis's apple pie pussy. Yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> I almost put that in there. Yeah. Got a new, fl- new flavor, apple pie pussy. Um iconic i just <laughs> and that is pro i really did not look up the statistics for this like, but i do feel like it's the most use of pezzy in, uh, in a statement ever um, yeah i wonder if he was just like coming up with like different varieties of pussy or if this was all 100 percent scripted i wonder if cheech marin looked <laughs> at it and was just like this is gonna be great <laughs> Yeah, if I looked down at a script and saw this moment, I would just be like, all right, my career has reached its peak. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, this is a, oh my gosh, this is just, it's, it's so Tarantino, but somehow it's also so Robert Rodriguez at the same time. They're so complimentary of each other. Yeah, like, it's, it's very much like I, like, (laughs) would I put that in Spy Kids? No, but (laughs) Most of uh, Robert Rodriguez's other oeuvre, I would. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, Might very... be out of place in Spy Kids. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Cheech Marin's in it. You could probably give it to him again. <laughs> yeah, Danny Trey has in it. Got the always reliable Carla Gugino. You know? oh, Good old Carla Spy Kids. Gugino. Remember when we all thought uh, she was actually like, you know, the age of a mother of 10 when she was, you know, 25. <laughs> oh, I did not know. We all just did, we all just were supposed to accept that. Yeah, I never I thought always thought she looked too young and I was like, how old is she supposed to be? And like it makes perfect sense now. Yeah. Sorry, Good old Hollywood casting uh infants for, you know, she was 25 not 12 okay like this is yeah but she's 25 and supposed to have like 10 year olds and be a super spy yeah hey she started early she graduated college early oh okay maybe not the children part but like i'm saying like (laughs) i'm just saying like she the thing about carla gugino in that movie is she looks 
like she could be anywhere from 25 to 35 like or 20 to 35 but like she doesn't she has just that like ageless mom quality where like you ever meet like your one of your friends' moms and you're just like how old are you yeah i do we've all got a stifler's mom friend (laughs) stifler's mom friend i love it (laughs) you know who you are stifler's mom friend for me it's my buddy my buddy robbie his mom Kristen. she's uh that person out of my friend group hopefully she listens right i should message her and be like hey i talked about what a milf you were on my podcast today she would love that i'm sure actually <laughs> well it's good that you guys have a good relationship <laughs> yeah she's fun uh one time when i was a teenager and over at their house and our youth pastor's kids were with us and I went in and she was taking a nap or something and just gotten up and I went and sat on the bed and she heard her son in the other room. So she started like bouncing on the bed to make it squeak and be like, Oh, Clayton. And, um, I was like, <laughs> Kristen, the youth pastor's kids are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She sounds so awesome. <laughs> she is so fun. I will. Okay. Agree. She is in greece or something right now on vacation because she got a doctor husband and good for her oh yeah okay. yeah yeah taking life tips <laughs> i was gonna say i get it now she's He's a like, doctor <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i can't even sorry Sean. <laughs> oh god he's a man he's a god he's a doctor Sorry, uh, if you haven't seen the first Wives Club, Mike, I do fully suggest it. No, I did, I've never seen thought first I would, Club. Yeah, I was like, I never thought I would like it, and then Clayton was like, "You should." I, it was on, and he had always been wanting me to watch it, and I finally just like I was on HBO Max, and I was like, "You know what? Fine, let's watch it." And I like loved it, but Change like, your life. yeah, it's one of those lines that just has stuck with me forever. So when everyone ever when anyone ever talks about a doctor i'm like he's a man he's a god he's a doctor (laughs) and like that's eh, every time every time (laughs) he's not long i can i I can confirm this is 100 percent true (laughs) um can i just point out again on juliette lewis watch um her line delivery when they're offering her drink and she's like yes i'll have another one thank you hysterical i love her so much yeah i love they took advantage you're like well if we're gonna be hostage i'm at least gonna have a drink yeah i don't care what my father says hey, like, it was know? free they weren't they didn't have to buy i would have too i would have been all like leave a bottle <laughs> mm-hmm. um we get the showcase of this movie selma hayek dancing with a snake what do you guys want to say what? about this uh this is the sexiest dance i think in film yeah I don't want to say I was turned on because that wouldn't be accurate, but I would say I was aggressively intrigued by this. Titillated. Titillated. Yes, go. yes, good word, Sean. Titillated by the tits. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it's not like you want to, like, it's not like you're sexually attracted to her, but you kind of, like, want to be her a little bit up there, you know, dancing with the snake being yeah, I could super see hot and... Yeah. Oh, and it's and it's funny because I I remember I've watched the like 
the background like i had the dvd of from both still gone and she was talking about when she did this like she was she was she didn't like snakes yeah she's she scared of snakes it. and she was like it was so hot in there but the snake was so cold he was keeping me cool and i was like oh that's kind of nice but i don't know if I, I me i i will not i do not snakes do not have arms they don't have legs legally they should not be allowed to walk or move or <laughs> see do i don't mind snakes this. having no legs but i don't like things like spiders and stuff that have too many legs and like centipedes mm. and millipedes. yeah but oh. those eat mosquitoes Upsetting. snakes eat things like and if they could they'd eat you or kill you like there's the there's snakes a lot of eat rodent. they're both very helpful creatures spiders and snakes but yeah, they're also but just I very... would prefer to live in a place, and I do, where snakes are not as prevalent. <laughs> so you don't want to move to Australia, is what you're saying? <laughs> God no. <Ooh. laughs> like, and I like spiders, but I don't want a spider the size of my head. Like, oh my that God. just sounds awful. Okay, like, I'm not a fan of either. So, th- <laughs> 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 Mike's like never going to Australia. Check. Oh, that was already that was already. In my uh, notebook of places yeah. not to yeah, go. Everything wants to kill you, but oh, the accent and boys are so hot. I do like an accent. Yes. Yeah. Good Aussie accent is nice. Uh, I mean, nice bonus. I could just stay at a resort there, right? I don't have to like go out. <laughs> I just feel like the animals are so prevalent. Like Even still... in a resort, they'd still get yeah, in. I've... Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, no. did you ever see that video of like where it was like, like don't even like spider webs i have just like i have seen it oh i thought you were gonna talk about the one where they had uh a horde of spiders in like the corner of the ceiling and you poke it and they all just like Mm. Mm -mm. yeah yeah you know it's not horrifying selma hayek dancing to after dark yeah (laughs) yes back to that (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was getting freaked out too much too many legs. <laughs> um, yeah, she pours tequila down her amazing. face. Uh, oh my gosh, it's just this has to be in like the top sexiest scenes ever without sex. Like just that her movement is so like, oh my god, it's just so seductive. Like titillated is is a very good word to use (laughs) (laughs) yeah if i was into girls i would be super turned on right um kate was just looking around like okay i guess this is working for you and i'm not even like being lecherous saying that i'm being truly complimentary (laughs) of selma hayek and how gorgeous she is it's just yeah that and the, the music perfect energy you're so right i do love how juliette lewis is just looking around like what the i know (laughs) like oh this is what does it huh (laughs) also um do you think quentin tarantino drinking tequila from salma hayek's toes was the hardest day of filming he's ever had (laughs) i mean it might have been hard because pretty sure he had a stiffy drinking tequila off her toes (laughs) yeah yep how many takes is what I'm wondering. Oh, I oh I messed it up. We gotta do oh, another no, one. I'm sorry, I licked too far <laughs> up. Um, I guess we'll have to do this again. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Uh, my eyes were closed. <laughs> Good for another one, Salma. I gotta. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Let's try say, the other foot. Salma, to... did you do your calisthenics? Let's we're do two do more, and I'll be good. Okay, well, now everyone could go to lunch. I'm just going to eat right here. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but this I, is my favorite part because this is when the transition happens. Mm-hmm. And if you did not see the trailer, you would not see this coming at no. all. No, no, <laughs> it really it is such of like a t- like a complete shift in in like what is going on in this movie. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I love it is because it does feel like. When they, when of course the vampires attack, one of the things I really love about this movie is right, right after everything happens and they've kind of taken care of everything. Like they have their big fight, they've killed off everyone, and they're just like, "That was vampires." Like nobody's gonna argue. Like yeah. <laughs> that was vampires because I always hate in movies when people are like, "This stuff is zombie," and it's like, "Yeah, it's 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 clearly a zombie. Like it's clearly a vampire." Like I know that they don't exist, when... but they were right there, guys. Yeah, like uh, it always drives me cr- crazy in movies when people are just like, "Oh, I, I I don't believe in that." And it's like, "Cool. Well, do you believe your eyes? Because they're attached <laughs> to your head, and you just saw what happened." So I don't understand what's your what's the hang up here. Like, even if it is something acting like it, let's just follow the rules just in case. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like that with zombies, too. I'm like, okay, maybe they exist, maybe we don't. But we see what's going on here. So let's just act like this is the case for now. Uh, and let's just try to figure out how to survive instead of arguing about what they are or if they are real. <laughs> like, yes. doesn't make any sense right now. Oh, it always drives me crazy because I'm just like, why are you arguing over this? Who cares? Like... In the words of Juliet Lewis, who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's really calm, by the way. <laughs> yes. I, I just love her. Like, does anyone have any silver? <laughs> okay, <laughs> who cares? Uh, it's just so good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally agree. I hate it when movies, when people like try and deny what they're seeing. And like, you cannot believe. And if it's happening to you, it's happening to you. Like, what do you have to do? Get bit? I'm in this figure. <laughs> I'm in this situation. I will figure out my worldview after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, don't. Ugh, nothing drives me crazy more than in a movie when people are like, oh, my God, this is impossible. It can never happen. It's like, it clearly is. Shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you don't have time to argue. Do you guys know what my favorite detail in this entire movie is? What? The band playing with human <laughs> human parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fuck you everybody good night <laughs> the legs sticking out of the torso with guitar strings on it just uh it's the floppy head on the guitar for me <laughs> <laughs> Where <it's> like, <laughs> i every time i'm like i don't like it's so weird <laughs> also how quickly does that happen they just like did they pick yeah just they the suddenly they, they just suddenly have like, them that one's gonna be the guitar <laughs> it's like drums are uh, drums are like that guy in the corner and I like that they just keep playing through the carnage as well. Yeah, it's very Titanic. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't matter. We're just gonna keep going. Dinner, dinner, and a show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need music to kill people too. <laughs> we needed it. I, I enjoyed the music during the whole the battle, so I'm glad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Also, this whole battle is it. It's a, it's so it's so great like because it's it's also kind of stupid in a lot of ways like it's I feel deeply like funny vamp- yeah like it, these vampire like and that's what i mean like it's stu- like like these vampires are kind of dumb 
like they've been doing this for years but like why is this group such a problem <laughs> apparently nobody <laughs> like, stood up to them I before feel like no one has no like also if you could die by wood like why wouldn't you just like have entirely metal chairs everywhere like you make enough mm. money <laughs> like sorry that was just always a little thing i've always thought of i'm just like why would you keep a wooden stuff I, like i like I, that they seemingly are running around and not attacking some people i like there are extras who are just yeah. kind of just scurrying around and not doing anything <laughs> i was cracking up last night watching it because you know sometimes it'll like you don't think about like there's actors doing this and sometimes it'll just kind of like hit you for a second like oh my god actors and i'm just like okay you're dressed up in these ridiculous vampire <laughs> makeup and everything and they're just like creeping around with their arms up and i'm like you had to feel like the biggest idiot filming this and it's just hysterical that people had to do that and it makes me really happy oh it's even funnier because like i was so i was like watching with a more like critical trying to watch with a critical lens i just ended up having too much i tried and i couldn't do it (laughs) i was watching the final scene and there's like this part where like kate like right when like not to jump too far ahead but when scott gets grabbed and he's being bitten by all those vampires and she like ducks out of the way like she rolls past yes. the vampire and like i the love gun. her those vampires never come after her and it drives me insane <laughs> they just like are walking around in the background and i'm like she they, she, anyone, she broke like, eye contact their ai couldn't keep up yeah like every time i'm like i don't get like i know it's for movie purposes but i'm just like i'm watching them just like walk around and i'm like who are you going after there are three humans left one of them's being eaten right now like are you checking on your friends like if they're dead they're already melted <laughs> yeah, i do love that i believe that the four of them can fight off an entire bar full of vampires yeah there are not morning. enough there are not enough vampires for bats in that scene, but <laughs> go off. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, yeah. <laughs> like, there's like a billion bats, and there's like 50 of these vampires, and I'm like, are, did multiple va- like, do multiple bats equal one person? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you pop into a bat, and you're just like five bats? Like, do you lose one? Do you not have an arm back or something? Like, I don't know. Those are just random things my brain comes up with. <laughs> I don't know either, but I do know all the little, all the little, all the little details in this are just wonderful. I mean, Danny Trejo's eyes rolling into the, you know, pockets of the pool table. I have never noticed that before. Oh, really? Yeah, I never noticed it. Oh my god, I always notice it. I think it's so funny. Uh, it was. It's just so dumb, but like so great. (laughs) And this was like Sex Machine and Frost's Time to Shine. Yeah, killing oh, yeah. off vampires left and right. I was also slightly attracted to Sam, Tom Savini in this. Yeah, um, him, he has like a fighting and stuff. It, it was working for me. Yeah, I I don't know how exactly, but it's so for me the sexy the sexiest he is is when he's stabbing all the vampires right before he gets bitten and he yeah. like flips that stake over and I'm just oh, like the stake oh. flip <laughs> I was like <laughs> I don't even know why it just works for me <laughs> I just so love that he when he throws the pool here to Danny Trejo and he's just like huh you threw something to me and <laughs> grabs him with the whip, pulls him down. He sits up, smashes him with the pull, pull cue, and then just like wonderful little uh, moments. If yeah. it weren't for him being a really cool vampire, I would have wished he would have survived the movie. 
Danny yeah. Trejo or Sex Machine? Uh, Sex Machine. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I well, and that's one of the things I always find so weird about this movie is like, you have this huge buildup with Santanico and then she dies halfway through I the know. movie. I know. Like, yeah. she's dead within, what, 10 minutes of her introduction? Probably. Like, but I mean, her scenes yeah. are so Her good. scenes like, are so iconic, but like, I just felt like she was built to be like this huge villain and then they kill her like five minutes in. And it's yeah. like. Yeah. Do you think this would have been better if they had like a big bad at the end and if whether it was her or somebody else, I think it'd be. I mean, I I always love yeah. the big bad. I yeah, I I always wanted it. Like I love where this movie goes, and there's like this is yeah. I like, like I had never huge... thought about that before you asked me that question, and since you posed it, I'm like, yeah, that would have been really awesome. Yeah, like, and that's what I always think. Like the first time I watched it, I thought she was going to be like this huge problem like i thought he was gonna like scare her off or something and then she'll come back later but like nope she's straight up killed <laughs> like he drops a chandelier on her after <laughs> after she goes into the somehow most uh step on me mommy um yeah she does <laughs> at my command my you'll life. lick the dog shit from my boot heel <laughs> it's a gym, my dog your new name will be spot <laughs> welcome to slavery <laughs> No thanks. I've already had a wife. Oh, still, that's such a good line. <laughs> it really is. It's so funny. Any of us that have ever been in a long-term relationship before can identify. <laughs> I also really love her vampire look because, like, a lot of me, you know, they turn into these creatures, but her, it's like literally just her head. <laughs> yes, that is a question I had. I was like, so they can be bats. I guess a snake kind of head. And, and a, rat. a rat. Yeah, and Sex Machine, for no apparent reason that I can figure out over the years of watching this, turns into a rat after he apparently seems to be killed the way that the rest of them I, can be I killed. I don't know. I guess in my, how I think of it is, like, he doesn't tell them about the bite, so it makes him, like, a rat. And so, because he's so cowardly in that regard, like he turns into a rat i don't know like i said i don't have any definitive answers that was just how i thought of it because <laughs> also that is another trope i absolutely hate is when somebody doesn't like oh i oh i'm gonna hide the bite like i'm different than everyone else and it's just like no stop that like accept your fate like you're going to die like you're not nothing... gonna not turn so yeah <laughs> or like at least warn people so like hey don't kill me yet like how about you just like chain me to a radiator and maybe if i am different like we can figure that out in a little bit but like let me not endanger you <laughs> like it's you always know, just like uh. now i'm thinking about like 28 days later with selena and she's like immediately oh no you're bit you're dead i'm sorry well, I'm have to but she's so absolutely oh she's absolutely right in that though because it takes what like 12 seconds for it to work it's like a, a 30 second thing like and the biggest one are you talking about when she kills mark like with the like he has that like cut on his arm and he's yeah. like don't <laughs> like she you could tell he like even if he didn't get bitten like the blood was everywhere like he got something in there like he even if he was wiping it like he could have gotten her blood on him it, i yeah i fully believe she did the right thing like sometimes you can't take the chance oh yeah and in this, it seemed like there were different time frames. Because I know with Frost, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah like the time between 
bite to turning is wildly inconsistent. <laughs> so I, the way I thought of it is both Sex Machine and Jacob get bitten on the arm and it takes them longer because just farther away from your brain. Okay. Or from your blood, or from your, so like Frost gets bitten on the neck, which is basically like right next to the brain. So it, I think it just turns them faster. The same and, with Quentin. Yeah. And so that's why, and I mean, Quentin has like the entire fight to just lay there and turn. Um, <laughs> and so I felt like that's why Jacob and Sex Machine have the ability, like they tr- they're trying to fight it off a little bit more. But yes, there is a there is a lot of inconsistency there. <laughs> I will say, a sex machine turning into a vampire is comedy gold. Kill them, sex machine. Kill them. Poking his sharp tooth with his tongue and just trying to hide his hands. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's the... <laughs> It's a vampire version of a Chaplin film. <laughs> Honestly, though, like when Frost is telling his, you know, wonderful back when I was a Nam story and Sex Machine's little vampire fingers go like up his shoulders. <laughs> like it's fucking oh, it's Scooby so do it so funny. Oh, but it's so scary, too. At the same time, I'm just every time I'm like, that's so stupid, but so scary at the same time. Because you're just like, uh, could you imagine watching that? Like somebody's hands just like crawling up somebody's arm. Like, oh, no, no, creepy. <laughs> and his eyes, if I was just like, I would be scared as fuck. I think he was the scariest looking one out of everybody. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And he um, could still fight especially once as a vampire. To a I was like, what the hell? He can backhand people and fl- <laughs> fling them across the room, kick. Yeah. And I love that this was back before vampires all had to be hot and they could still be like, buffy vampires and monstrous and <laughs> well know. but like the funny thing is they all started out hot it's just when they turn vampires when they're not yes. like so i guess it technically it fulfills most of the brief <laughs> hot i just uh you know you know how i feel about buffy so that model of a vampire just always it's a little little special for me it's funny when I was a. Uh, this is a weird story, but uh, oh, I'm when excited. Was, not it's not that strange, <laughs> but like when when I was in, I had a friend through uh, middle and high school, and Aww, I remember she dated good. this one guy. Yeah, I know, just one. Um, and he she dated this guy, and he looked like Angel, but only when Angel was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I had, I literally, I was. The first time I met him, I was just like, oh my god, he looks like David Boreanaz, but only as an as a vampire. Caveman forehead. Yeah, a little bit. And like, I don't know. It was just, he was, he was a really nice guy, but like, I was very much like, I think I tried to tell her about that later. And she was like, I don't see it. And I was like, maybe it was just me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was my weird little tangent for that. I'm so glad you told me that story because that's really funny. I mean, we all know I'm like a massive simp for Angel, but um, Angel massive. in his vampiric form, uh, Angelus is not uh, the most pretty thing to look at. Yeah, and it's not like he wasn't, he was unattractive, like, he was still an attractive guy, he just looked like Angel when Angel was, like, Angelus. <laughs> and I was like, huh. So are you saying you find Angelus attractive? Hmm. 
Um, I mean, there's certainly been worse. I'd rather be chewed on by Angelus than the, one of the ones in this one. <laughs> fair, fair. He could just like well, at least be one of those turns back into David like, Boreanaz. Yeah, <laughs> and he'd still have the David Boreanaz body underneath. You know, not a hag with a mouth on his stomach. Oh yeah, that I never noticed that one until today. Really? Either? Yeah. Uh, You're usually so much more observant than me in this movie. It's like I, I didn't notice that. Well, keep in mind, I also saw this movie when I was like eight, and so I only watch it like. Oh yeah, and I'm a I'm a much bigger Tarantino freak than you are. So yeah, so like for me, I I love this movie a lot, and I watch it ooh, not usually once a year, but like I I do watch it not as often as i should like it's one of those i i don't want to run my quentin tarantino love in the ground and i get tired of it quickly so i don't want to it's like in tarantino movies like if you watch too many for me i get a little bit overwhelmed which sounds weird but like i love tarantino marathons Uh, i i don't mind a marathon but you do them far more often than i do so I, i really do like you're just like every three months you're I'm like pretty oh, I'm much Karen, like you know? Jim Carrey as the Riddler, you know. I'm just having it that dialogue just pumped into my head while I'm evilly smiling <laughs> is uh, me during a Tarantino marathon. Yeah, I could see it being too much. Like I'm imagining like a Tyler Perry marathon. Like I could only do but so much in in one sitting. I yeah. have never seen a Tyler <laughs> Perry movie. I don't watch a lot of comedies, and I've never seen one of them. The only thing I've ever seen Tyler Perry in was um, Gone Girl. And I was like, oh, I've never seen him act before. Oh, that's before. why he was in that. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched uh, Medea, none of them. All I have to, I'll, okay, now, gauge your actual expectations, but I'll have to send you a few recommendations <laughs> yeah. to okay. watch. I, I will say- check them out. I do try to keep a broad uh, viewpoint and watched it like i just now recently got really into 80s action movies which i had for over 30 years steadfastly refused to watch and <laughs> discovered i loved them so i might really be a huge fan of the idea film i i've known clayton since at least for at least 14 years now you've known me since and what 2009 2010 yeah about 2009 i think it was and i have been trying to get him to watch 80s action movies that entire time it and happened then he finally <laughs> this and year then he finally, like and then he finally uh i think you started with mad max and i you because we were talking oh, about okay uh, yeah so like and i was like yeah they're really good and he's like oh yeah i just don't care and i'm like okay cool uh <laughs> and that's been years of that and then fury road came out and he was like oh it was really good and then he was like i'm gonna re he told me he was rewatching it and i'm like what did you think? And he was like, was this always one of the best action films of all time? And I was like, yes, I told you it was <laughs> like, I was like, that whole series is really good. And then he went and bought them and watched them all. And I, he's like, now I'm going to go to lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I watched lethal weapon, all the diehards, all the Rambo movies. I, I was, oh, yeah, you have a lot of material to go. Yeah, through. I was, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he, and it's funny because I'm just like, yeah, I can tell you which ones are the good ones, but you want to watch all of them just so you have God. I'm a, I'm a completist, so. <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate side effect of all this was after watching all these really high-octane action films, like, I think when I watched. Okay, I think I was in my Lethal Weapon watch-through, and then I watched Assault on Precinct 13, and mm-hmm. it was amazing, and then I got to... Uh, 
um, Escape from New York. And after all of those other titles, it just was such he a letdown. He told me he hated it. I, I did. I was like, I just never thought John Carpenter would make something that was that boring and unfinished. And just, I feel like if I hadn't just watched, you know, 15 huge blockbuster action films of the time period, I wouldn't have had that expectation of it, but that was the yeah. unfortunate have you casualty. Seen from is... New York? I have. Like, um... Let's make it sure. <laughs> it's like, we're talking all about this. It's just like, I, Hey, I by the way, sometimes, well, yeah, I definitely think that did a disservice. Just you watching all those movies uh-huh. and, and then going try. to that. There are some movies that like, you have to kind of be there. Yeah. In the and usually i watch a big variety it. so i'm not watching like the exact same thing over and over and over but then i was just like oh there's this whole like subgenre of film that i've just completely missed out on so that's all i was getting was just these exact type of stories and they are all very similar and mm-hmm. so uh, then just like the sudden shift to that and i thought it was the same type of action movie as a lot of the other stuff and that's not what it is which isn't really fair to the movie but yeah, because um, it's a it's a satire of action movies <laughs> in a lot of ways, and it's very much like it is the dark side of action movies. Like, it's it's more of a satirical take and like a very nihilistic take on like politics and like the world in the future. So like, and the fact when you he called and he goes, I hated it, and I was like. <sighs> I cannot agree with you. I broke his heart so much telling him I, that I hated it because he's I, wanted me to, again wanted me to watch it for years. Oh, uh, and oh. It's, I know if he wouldn't have watched all of those before he watched it, like if that had been my first movie it. in that you know little series I did for myself, like I probably even if he would didn't have enjoyed love it so much more, I think he would have enjoyed it. He would have understood, and like for him to say he hated it, I like aggressively hated it. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, it was like the worst thing, and I was like, I could throw myself out a window right now, like defenestration, like fully on. I it it hurt my heart a bit. But speaking of antiheroes, we probably should get back to From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> One last Tangent. question: um, So, do you have to visit the '90s action movies after that? Yeah, um, a lot of those I've actually seen, other than okay. the big like '80s franchises that went through the '90s, and a lot of them, you know, still today, since they're still uh, bringing back these characters. But a lot of the '90s stuff that started in the '90s, I did see, because I was more into. Like all my friends and stuff would watch those, but the you know big R-rated action blockbusters from the eighties I just never saw. And uh, my big thing with the eighties for a long time, I found um the style and hair very distracting. So distracting, <laughs> I can't enjoy the movies. I have finally gotten over that. <laughs> it was okay. eighties okay. were a lawless time for hair. It just can't handle it i can't take a character seriously when their hair looks like that i just i can't do it but everyone's hair looked like that. That i i know it's it's horrible i just uh, <laughs> i don't understand how fashion got to that point like did they like, really do you remember look the in the early mirror 2000s to... when women had those giant chunky highlights and oh, we had goodness. frosted tips like they're gonna still look better back than and be 80s like, oh, hair I can't. no it's not not even close you know low-rise <laughs> jeans were a low point but <laughs> yeah Oh, except on Mariah Carey in the Heartbreaker video. Uh, that is the only acceptable time. Um, 
maybe Christina Aguilera. I'll give it to her too. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's all. Anyway, I think from Dustil John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, back vampires to are getting killed. People are getting turned. Um, well, yep. So we've got. I mean, basically, you're we're we're entering the final stretch here. Jacob gets bitten by a sex machine, and yep. Frost gets bitten, and they hide in a room. <laughs> full of they weapons do. that they can use to easily kill all of the vampires in there. And I just <laughs> want to mention earlier um, that Harvey Keitel says that he is a mean hmm, hmm, servant of God. <laughs> and I just think it's precious. <clears throat> Even his last moments. Yep. He's not going to curse. Yes. Nope. <laughs> you know what? I forgot about him though. When he turns, he's actually scary looking too. I yeah. think he looks so funny when you see him from the back and you see the ear that's all pointy, and then he turns around, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I cannot believe they got Harvey Keitel <laughs> to wear this. Oh, I absolutely am positive Harvey Keitel was just like, "Oh my god!" I'm so excited for this because <laughs> he. I feel like he he's an actor that really disappears into roles. Uh, I just I always see him as like a serious actor, and when you see like a serious actor just do something super wacky, mm-hmm. it's just a funny. real actress. Thank you, Nicole Sorry. Kidman. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I live my life in movie quotes, Clayton. I live my life in movie quotes. Speaking of Nicole Kidman, did you see that AMC is going to do another Nicole Kidman ad? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, wait. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you didn't know? No, I didn't oh, know. Oh my that. god! I'm yes, so excited. Sequel plan. Release the Nicole Kidman ad on 4K Blu-ray. I will buy it and watch it every like. I'll just put it on you know, before every merch. single movie. <laughs> like Are you, you could buy, you could buy like a, a a frame thing where it says the whole quote. Or I just want a shirt it, that a, says a, like "Heartbreak feels good in a place like this." There is one. <laughs> it, there is a hoodie too, and I was like, oh, I almost want to buy one. <laughs> I need to look into this as soon as we finish recording because, (laughs) uh, like, like any unrealistic movie theater outfit is she going to have on? (laughs) She's gonna wear sparkly striped pantsuit and high heels. Isn't what you go to the movies in? (laughs) She's gonna wear the Kim Kardashian wet dress. (laughs) We can only hope. Just on this trip to the theater, she gets the Scream Two special. Oh yes, that'd be great. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. Oh, like so just good. those two aspects of my world intersecting would just—I could die happy. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Uh, Nicole Love Kidman, you. national Love treasure so of Australia. Um. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, but off mic, um, about The Last of Us, and I thought about The Last of Us during this um, action what? extravaganza. When the vampires are exploding and the chunky bits are falling off the ceiling. I was oh. like, ooh, they've got gore effects just like The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this came out like 20 years before it. So couldn't the uh, yes. The Last of Us have effects like True. this? Sean, I don't know if I told you about this. But again, like I said, I've been replaying The Last of Us uh, Part 1 on PS5. And they brought over the gore effects from The Last of Us Part 2. And there were a bunch of clickers in the school. And I threw in a nail bomb. <laughs> And they exploded, and a full minute after they were dead, I was walking through the hallway, and there were still, like, chunky bits plopping off of the ceiling, and I cackled so hard. I was so, like, (laughs) delighted. I was like, this is nasty. Whoever had to, like, 
go into doing this animation and detail of making this viscera look real. Thank you. Dream job. Yeah. I don't admire the research they probably had to do in this, but... <laughs> they watched Tom Savini movies. <laughs> the end result was glorious, and it's just such a wonderful detail. And I really like seeing it here. Chunky bits falling off the ceiling. Always a highlight in a movie for me. Speaking of chunky bits, um, that phallic imagery of uh, <laughs> of um, Seth, you know, George Clooney with that uh, phallic. Can we the, talk uh, about the, this the... contraption for a second? Yes, <laughs> can we? It um... seems so impractical. Like, it'd yes. be easier to just, like, have a table leg and do it yourself than have to carry around this giant fucking piece of machinery and no. with a fucking like just the maneuverability of it and everything I'm like this has this cannot be a practical like this would be so much easier to get killed trying to wield this thing than if you had a lighter weight weapon with, with uh, real vampires but with ones that wander around behind yeah, you yeah, don't just yeah around like, and... you don't have to worry <laughs> like if they would have just rushed them all on mass like some of them would have died but like they would have been eaten yeah like, they should have just stayed they... bats and swarmed them and just been like that, you brought up Buffy, and this actually reminds me of the movie at the dance scene where she's doing her little cartwheel outside, and he'd try to attack her one at a time versus them all jumping on her. Yes. Yeah, movie. that is something I movie always find magic. distracting in, like, movie <laughs> fight scenes when there's, like, somebody fighting a group. I'm like, are, are they really feeling honorable at the moment? They're like, nope, nope, we have to wait our turn. <laughs> yeah. Winning like, isn't the object. It. it has to be an honorable fight one at a time. And I'm like, you guys should just all swarm in and kill them. Like, that's much more efficient use of your time. Maybe they're all terrified. And they're just like, maybe he'll get him. I'll let him go first. <laughs> oh, no. That one died. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> maybe they draw straws. You know <laughs> they're what, just like, you. we have an order for how we do this, okay? Like, Larry goes first every I time. I want to do it. Right? Let's draw straws. Yes. When exactly. you brought up that maybe this is the first time a group actually decided to fight back versus they, they probably have gotten away with just doing because we saw they've gotten away with this for a while mm -hmm. so maybe a group has never really uh defended themselves so they don't really know what to do in this situation could be they're just old and complacent and haven't had to fight for their supper for a while yeah. Also, have like none of them ever been like trapped by a door or something? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, would they just be like dead? <laughs> like, you're trying to follow somebody through, and the door just accidentally slams on you, and you're just like dead vampire. Like, they're all mushy. <laughs> they um, are very mushy. Uh, which Clay, also sounds so impractical. <laughs> so, do we think drawing across on arrows and using a, like a bat and a shotgun? counts as a crucifix um uh, i'm not bothered by it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i feel like the blessing is what helps that out a little bit is jacob just being all like spectacles testicles wallet and watch and just uh you know full-on blessing them <laughs> blessed be <laughs> <laughs> praise satan <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's the vampires, are, are, according to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, needless to say, everybody dies except for Juliette Lewis and George Clooney because they're the coolest. And, and the sexiest. Yes. 
And um, just like psychos everywhere, the vampires get blown up. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm not gonna lie, I love this movie so much, but this final Cheech Marin and the the whole what were they psychos like so like they were vampires <laughs> do psychos like do psychos? not explode when sunlight hits them <laughs> i just love his i don't give a fuck how crazy they are <laughs> every time that for me is like the funniest line of this movie <laughs> it's just the what were they psychos closely like, followed really by the- why out of all the godforsaken shitholes in mexico did we have to meet here and he's just like yeah one place yeah. is good as another <laughs> uh yes and i mean also I, one thing i want to say is also how fucking sexy is juliet lewis when when george clooney is being attacked by the rat machine and she just whistles at him. Yeah. Like, uh I remember that moment in the trailer. I was just like, oh, I love she's a girl gonna with be a crossbow. badass. Gotta say. Yes. There's not enough crossbows in film. Although they feel eminently impractical. Oh. Extremely. <laughs> Although this one's not. It's like cro- it's like pump back. It's like an automatic crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Also, who did they steal that crossbow from and put in the back room? Who's carrying yeah. the crossbow? Uh, I also love that the crossbow, the box it was in, was shaped like a coffin, <laughs> complete with a cross on with top of it. With a cross on top of it. I was just like, what well, vampire is just like, well, unless they couldn't open it, but then how did they get it in there? Like, if they can't touch any cross, like, does that mean they can't watch TV? <laughs> like, you know, there are answers that were never answered here. And there are questions that they never asked either, but I'm going to. At its heart, this is just wonderful B-movie schlock. So... Oh my god, it's so much I try not to read too hard into it. Yeah. Also, I know you... Oh, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was going to say, my only issue with Seth is you couldn't at the least give me a ride back or out of here. You just Seriously, like, she doesn't have a trucker's license. How's she gonna... At this point, you've survived a night with vampires. I feel like driving. <laughs> like we don't a even know if RV. she has her license anyway. Didn't drive an RV. Yeah, but like, okay, so I know you had questions on what El Ray was. So I, did I do. I have so between from all this stuff, I'm just like, you know, are you a wrecker, Ray? Um, I <laughs> want Robert Rodriguez to just make a movie about this little getaway of El Ray, so well, I can. So El Rey is based on a from the Jim Thompson novel The Getaway. Um, and it is a spot where criminals can go and have like this huge lavish life, but like it costs so much money to live there that eventually when you run out, it you you get cannibalized, essentially. Classic. Yeah, so like also great sequel to From Dust Till Dawn would be like Seth Go- <laughs> Seth Gecko in that spot. Um like it it can be just spiritual we're okay with that uh but like it, yeah so that was from the getaway and that's what they're referencing here so he essentially saves her he's like that's why he's like do you know what el rey is and she's like no and he's like he's he's essentially saving her from being eaten <laughs> to go to this place with a bunch of criminals and she's this innocent girl like he essentially is saving her life like, like, that's why he says, I may be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. And he means that more in both that way and, like, him inviting her, I think. Because she's a but, teenager. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, but like it, I, it feels like it, it. It is the moment where he's. I feel like he's just like, yeah, no, I'm. I'm not a monster. Like, sorry, here, go home. <laughs> like, not here, that you have much take of the, one left. Take the take this money. Go home. Yeah, take go 50, across the border. Yeah, it's like take like thirty grand and <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, I just want to point out before we go into our final thoughts and scoring of this movie, uh, the joke of the beer. I've got Mexican and domestic, but they're in Mexico, so that would also just be Mexican beer, and I think that is <laughs> deeply funny. <laughs> uh, you know what they call Brazil nuts in Brazil? Just nuts. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry, I couldn't resist that joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that joke at the end just always makes me giggle. Just like, I got Mexican and domestic, but you're you're in Mexico. Um, great stuff. So uh, that pretty much is from dusk till dawn. What are y'all's final thoughts? And what would you give this on a personal score of one to five? Yeah. Sean, Mike, you go first, or Mike? You want me to Would go you? first? I was gonna say let's let Mike go first. Okay. Okay. Um. The score, I'm going to... So, I will say this. I would rather watch a not-so-perfect movie that is entertaining than a like a really amazing movie that's slightly boring. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5 because the rewatchability factor is high for me. Very high. Absolutely. It's fun. Uh, obviously, there's vampires. There's no weird like or unnecessary arguments about what they are as we said earlier they get down to it they all want to survive um there's no fucking annoying person who's like losing their shit and jeopardizing everybody else during this well Um, there is but he doesn't go all great oh yeah yeah, he goes kind of he just quiet about it he just doesn't like actively try and destroy them which i think is is makes it so much more better because you're not like having one i hate there are movies where like why do we need a human antagonist like just go with it just like if there are zombies i don't need one of them to be a bad guy too like yeah go with it i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) when the guy is like jeopardy he's like sabotaging everyone and going around killing people i'm like we're already trapped in here I, i don't need to also have to worry about you yeah, exactly. Like, why do we even need this? Just move on. <laughs> move on. It's a uh, great Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino mix. Um, I, yeah, it's an amazingly entertaining movie. So I would recommend it. It is on HBO Max, all three of them, if you want to check out part two as well. Oh my Don't. God, all three of them are on there? Yeah. Don't check out part two. I'm just <laughs> going to... I, that movie is so bad. Um. Yeah, I cannot have, cannot give a recommend on part two, but if you, I, uh, if, you if you want to, you know, it is on I, HBO Max. <laughs> I have watched that movie three times. And oh, every why? Time I'm t- because, well, like I said, I bought them all in a three-pack DVD. Are you hoping the Mandela like, effect's going to yes, from dust till dawn part two? Like, every time I'm just like, maybe it's better than what I remember. And then I watch it and I'm like, nope, it's worse. Nope, it's worse. And then after the third time, I was just like, this is it. Like the, I will not watch that movie again. But the third one is a ton of fun, um, and that one has Rebecca Gayhart and all of her crazy eyes and hair, and I love her. So, uh, Sean, what would you give this movie? Oh, so this one is a personal favorite. This one's a five for me. Um, I've loved this movie since I was a kid. Like, probably too young to have seen it, to be honest. But I um, would guess so. Your childhood yeah. is shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to say, I was precocious, though. My like, Bible reading Christian upbringing is horrified. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I my parents were... Uh, see, I was a precocious child, though. So, like, my, I was always, like, very... <laughs> I know, I know. But I was, like, always very adult as a kid. So, like, I don't think my parents, like, minded as much. Like, I've been reading... Not to toot my own horn. I've been reading at a college level since I was, like, four. So, like, it's very much like, oh, I'm... Like, this is easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I just, I love this movie so much. It's so much fun. Um, I think that Seth Gecko is, like I said, he's, I think he's my number two anti-hero of all time. Um, just eminence amounts. Like, he is just oozing charisma and sex, and I am here for it. And Juliet Lewis is always great. Harvey Keitel does such a good job, and I think you're absolutely right, Mike. I think he's the most fascinating character. Um, it, he does you know such a good he does great things with his role as well um it's just a fun time like you're not gonna like would this win an oscar no <laughs> but like i'm going to enjoy every minute of it yes um juliette lewis has an oscar in my heart for this movie um <laughs> everything she does <laughs> is just genius and iconic and wonderful and oh my god is it time for yellow jackets yet um this movie is pretty much flawless for me. Literally, the only negative thing I can remotely say is I just don't love the character of Scott. Um, but he gets eaten, so yeah, it worked like, out. It, does, it was out gets, for me. Yeah, he blows up. He, he does. He <laughs> does blow up. Makes no fucking sense, but it worked. Not even just, a little bit. Like I maybe because she shot. Did she shoot like the 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 the. Like, uh, I was trying to tell because it always it, it always kind of upsets me because she's like I can't but then she does it and I'm like yeah she's like um, I can't and then she just blows his ass up and I'm just like yeah <laughs> like, you won the last argument sis <laughs> like, uh, yeah I but yeah, yeah this, but uh, I this just movie don't understand why you're easy stupid. five for me for my heart letterbox dude that was on Twitter and saying you can't ever give a movie five stars because nothing's perfect you can go fuck yourself <laughs> this movie is wonderful. <laughs> And I will give it five stars and you can suck it. Um, sadly, this movie on a budget of 19 million only made 26 million. Isn't that sad? That is sad. I didn't yeah. realize it was that low. Yeah, I was shocked. I figured, you know, especially with these names at that time in their careers, I would have thought even just first timers, if this like had bad word of mouth, would have still made gangbusters in that opening weekend and stuff but whatever yeah i'm wondering if people because i know i didn't see this in theaters so i'm wondering if majority of people just happen to come across it like when they were renting or something after the fact yeah i don't know what the marketing push was like for this or anything and yeah i was uh like seven when this came out so i don't remember um marketing strategies for from dust till dawn personally (laughs) I just will always remember the. It has that epic, like, floating heads of George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino on the box. And I will always remember the Dimension Video, like, trailers before all of their movies. And I remember this one so well. <laughs> I will always remember The Girl Next Door. Um, sorry, that's just what I think of when I think of the phrase I will always remember. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia Cuthbert. Um, you guys want to guess what this average is on Letterboxd? Sure. 
Uh, I'm gonna go. No, actually, you're the guest, Mike. I'll let you go first. I'm thinking it'll be a three. Three. Okay, um, I'm going I'm, with three. I'm gonna give this a three point five. It is a three five. Holy mm. shite! I'm getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's because I play it every week. So <laughs> now I'm starting to try and think like audiences. So I'm like, every once in a while, I'm like, what would an audience do? And I'm like, no, but not everyone's going to give this. It's not a 3-9, but like, I feel like it's got enough lovers. Yeah, it's definitely not a 3-9. I think a 3-5 is very respectable from Dust Till Dawn. Um, yeah, it's actually higher my, than I thought My personal be. feelings for it notwithstanding. But this is not one that I was just like, god damn, are people letterbugs fucking crazy? It's not a 9 to 8 did last time or situation. Um, it's 2.9, right? Uh, I think so. It was something ridiculous or like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't like to think about it. It makes me upset. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, what are you working on? What do you want to plug? Where can people find you on the socials? Um, I, well, I'm still working on people under the scares podcast with my other half, Bobby Torres. Um, we are a horror theme podcast. We come out every Monday and we have, well, we discuss horror movies, whether new or classics, good, bad, and ugly. Um, we have theme episodes where we fight quite a bit, apparently. Um, <laughs> so we have a horror and villain versus, for example, where we do a draft and then we have a round for round battle between people. And one of us was cheating and just <laughs> random topics just because we're geeks like that. And you can find us on all the podcasting platforms and our socials. The handle is at people underscore scares. Awesome. Also, I, was say, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say in my brain, I'm still always going to think of you as a Thackeray, regardless of your name being Mike. Um, <laughs> that's just what my brain, I'm just like, that is what is next to him on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It. Surprisingly, there are people, it, it, the generations are messed up. There are people who don't know that reference. They oh don't know God. Hocus Pocus. See, I didn't grow up so seeing Hocus weird. Pocus because I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was little, so I did not see Hocus Pocus until I was an adult, and even I knew that reference. Yeah, I I didn't see Hocus Pocus until my friends were in college. <laughs> like, I, it was one... My family is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was just like, witchcraft, no, and we didn't have TV, and it was a TV movie, and then after that I wasn't allowed to yeah, watch it. Yeah, you know, we, we had CBS. We had PBS, so we didn't we didn't watch it. So like, I didn't see that until my friends were in college, and they were like Hocus Pocus, and they're like, "You like horror movies? You've never seen Hocus Pocus?" I'm like, "Well, the word Disney in there doesn't really make it horror, does it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and like, no, but but I I oh I love it now, but I even uh, yeah, when I see Th- Thackeray Banks, I do think of you. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> also i just had to mention your episode with um trace and joe on wild things was amazing Uh, it was it really was (laughs) i am such a huge wild things fan whenever i cover it i'm like i'm just gonna have to make joe talk about it again because he's the biggest wild things fan that i know and uh yeah yeah Yeah, that was so much fun Oh, so good. It was, I just, I had to mention that because I was like, that was one of my biggest things of entertainment in the last month and a half. <laughs> yes. Uh, now that I have I a podcast, you know, but you know I, what happened? Yeah. I don't get to listen to them a lot because I just don't have time anymore. And 
that was one I definitely made time and sat down and listened to because Wild Things rocks. <laughs> it does. And go check out the horror queers again because um, they're fun as hell. They have a way of bringing things out of you. And um, I admitted some things on there I was not expecting to be talking <laughs> oh about. Oh, God. That. I'm scared. We're talking to him in a couple months. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, Lord. The things that are probably going to get admitted in that jesus um <laughs> you know how that's look forward to guys um if you want to find this us torture the not socials, therapy yes um. <laughs> <laughs> you know both both is good <laughs> but i wanted to thank you for inviting me on this has been a great time i love this movie i need an excuse to watch it and now to buy it yes and hopefully, yeah. well, now that you've seen it, you can wait the two weeks, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but definitely, but I'm a, holding I up think, for a 4K. <laughs> I think it's a must own. Yeah. Oh, I'm, absolutely. So I hope this gets a 4K. Be beautiful. I love how this movie looks. Um, if you want to find us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Triple M Pod with three M's. Uh, you can find Sean and I on Letterboxd and Twitter. I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U, you know, like set a gun in your pocket. Just happy to see me. Um, Sean, you are at. <laughs> Murph the Smurf. Why did you say it like that? Um, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. <laughs> it just, uh, it just came out. I couldn't help it. Um, you can find us on Facebook. If you're one of the super cool people that still has Facebook. Uh, men who like men who like movies and we have a group men who like men who like movies and you and if you want to email us something awesome uh, we've got this really short and easy email uh, men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com and sean what are we watching next time well next week we are heading to the multiverse and we are going to watch michelle yo win her much deserved oscar uh with everything everywhere all at once <sighs> yes hopefully we can break that down in less than six hours uh, <laughs> i have so much this movie makes me cry every time i watch it i can't wait to talk about i know it. you're such a pussy uh what flavor i don't know are you are you silk pussy uh i don't know um but yes <laughs> um, i would like to think that i am vanilla um <laughs> as for me that's I a great taste, question just Which like one natalie portman and closer heaven um <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah i was gonna say now, now i want to know what do you think uh, what flavor would i be we need to talk about this real quick hang on okay we're not we're not yet like i'm <laughs> i'm uh like I, I think i'll 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 be hairy pussy i, I i'm a hairy boy so I'm mild, smelly not... you want to be smelly <laughs> i like a natural scent so i'm gonna go smelly Okay, yeah, I can respect I it. A, am... a good natural musk is always, you know, appreciated. I'm going with Nagahide Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> How inviting. I am a synthetic fabric. <laughs> uh, and Mike and I are uh, and all natural, uh, apparently. Smelly and hairy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, please Naga Hyde. That's after like a fun uh, night. after hearing these details about us, please uh, give us a five star rate, uh, maybe a review if you've got time. It helps a lot. Be kind oh. to people out there. The world sucks. 
Mike. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. We had so much fun, and yes. we hope you'll be on again. Oh, of course. Just Good. let me know. I love talking shit about movies. So just let me know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, like, how is this our absolutely. life? We can just talk about movies all, all the time. Just. Anyway, <laughs> until next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.